Hi, and welcome back to It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over coffee. I'm here with my coffee. Um, probably had too much of that already, actually. Richard is here with me. Richard is a voice acting uh, magic maker. I'm going to say that. I love the uh, I love the Doctor Who thing we've got going on so far, Richard. That's brilliant. Richard's uh, got an amazing uh, career and range of voices as well to go with it. So uh, I'm delighted to have you on the podcast, Richard. Welcome to It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over coffee. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> we had to get into the voices before we even started, didn't we? Sorry, Stuart, I couldn't resist. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, you've got a, such a fantastic range of voices. Um, I, I, I'd like to start by asking you where they come from before we get into the into the five questions, because you, you've demonstrated to me so many voices in the past when we've talked. Where, where do they all come from? Where's the inspiration? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> Um, some of them come from family. Uh, I have Scottish and English heritage, so I have um, those accents that come sort of naturally to me. Um, I'm also a trained opera singer, and uh, so I have French and Italian as well. Um, I was spent a number of years in a French classical kitchen as a cook and a chef and a pastry chef, so I have that French uh, coming with me as well. And other stuff I've just sort of created as time has gone along. Um, having listened to cartoons and, and all kinds of um, radio dramas and all that sort of stuff, I can come up with a voice. <laughs> I want to be the villain today. <laughs> <laughs> Richard, fantastic. Um, listen, uh, tell me about the sort of people you work for. What are the what are the problems they have that you're trying to help them solve? Well, uh, the main problem is trying to get their message out. Um, they want to get their brand out there. They want to get an idea of what they do and who they are or what sort of services and products they offer or um, they want people to learn more about them. And then there's also the, the client who wants to do internal training mm. with staff. Mm. Um, so I do a lot of that. Uh, much of my work is corporate uh, facing, mm. so not a lot of it is out there in the public because it's proprietary. Uh, I do a lot of e-learning stuff, training of staff and so on and so forth. So um, that's that's kind of where they are. They're trying to get their message out, whether it's an internal message or an external message. And that's what I do my best to help them with. And you've got a fairly nifty sideline there as sort of you're working with um, medical practitioners because you're one of the few people I know that actually understands all of those deeply scientific Latin names in order to sort of uh, get that message across, which is a pretty unique skill. Yeah, I did one a uh, couple of weeks ago. Um, it's a new drug called Zolbituximab relating to gastroesophageal junction adenocarcinoma. So I I can throw that around in my mouth fairly easily. <laughs> <laughs> and don't we all have to have to worry about that one? Uh, so uh, that's uh, that is really fantastic that you you bring that. Do you find that you're you're constantly having to work with people who have tried sort of uh, well, let's take an example of a of a medical drug company that have done their best to sort of produce their own sort of promotional video. And uh, even half the people working for them have got no idea how to pronounce that particular word. And they've eventually sort of given in and sort of found somebody like yourself to sort of help them out. And then you've got to sort of educate them on the fact that it would have been cheaper if they'd started that way in the first place. Well, I'm not so, so sure how many people have tried it on their own first, because I generally get them at the point where it's like, we need to hire a voice actor. 
Great. So what they've done before that, I have no idea. Um, but I, I get everything from medical studies done in universities or um, re- research labs down to uh, the medical disclaimer at the bottom of a television commercial. You know, if you're pregnant and if you do this and if you have that, and if you have that, you shouldn't take this. Please consult your doctor. Um, <laughs> and also, um, I work with companies who create medical equipment, new new tools for dentists and doctors and 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 so on. And I do the explainer videos on how to use those or how they came about and, you know, what was the reason for their, for their creation. Do you know, it, it's, um, it's, it's, it's amazing that we even have to have the discussion about why you, why you get involved in the first place. But I guess, uh, I guess I'll ask it, you know, there are, there are people out there who, and I know because, you know, I've come across them, the, 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 the narrate your own video, it's, it's not always particularly successful because, you know, you get the pacing right, don't you? That is the one thing that I think most of us really struggle with without the sort of training in terms of acting and singing that you've got. We all really struggle to get the pacing right when it comes mm-hmm. to sort of explain what we do. And we can we don't get the, 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 the excitement necessarily. You, you bring all of that to the video, don't you? Well, that's what I try and bring. Um, and sometimes I'm I'm allowed to do what they call a self-directed session where they send me the script. I prepare it, record it, send it in and they like it or they don't. And we have to redo or whatever. And, and that doesn't happen very often. Um, the redo part, I may have to fix a word or something, but it's rare that I have to redo the whole thing. Um, and then the other side of the coin is a directed session where I'm recording with somebody on Zoom or in some other form, uh, you know, StreamYard or whatever, um, so that they're right there directing me as I go, letting me know that, you know, this is the, the attitude we want. This is the, the vibe we want. And, you know, can you take this a little faster? Can you slow down? Whoops, you made a mistake in the words. You inverted words. Um, which is which is great because it means they have exactly what they want when we're finished. Brilliant. Tell me, I mean, and I think I'm going to do it now. Where can we find out more about your sort of work? And I hope that I've got the right thing here. I'm going to put up uh, a a website there. What what, what, what can we what do when we get onto that website? What can we find and what help can you give us to understand how you help people? Well, voiceactingmagic.com is the, is the website. Um, I have several domains, but that's the main one. Um, and everything else comes into there. Uh, basically on that website, there is a sampler of, uh, sample player of a number of my demos in, uh, political spots, in e-learning, in medical narration, in commercial work, in, um, um, I missed one, narration. That's the one I was looking for, um, for documentary or, or whatever it is. Uh, and you can listen to various part, various uh, samples and demos or parts of those demos and decide whether or not um, I'm the voice you want. There's there's character samples up there. And if you go to right on that, that's on the home page. And then if you go to other pages, you will learn more about who I am, what I do, what I've done, um, who my agents are representing me in various parts of the world. Uh, and you'll also hear some other demos that I haven't put on the player. Uh, for instance, uh, one of my demos is a reading of a section of the first chapter of Harry Potter in full Scot- Scottish dialect. Oh, wonderful! Wonderful. <laughs> are you going to do this? Are you going to do the Scottish voice for us now? I don't, don't know whether or not I can even cope with Harry Potter being Scottish, but it must be worth a listen. 
Well, you know, I, I do provide voiceover for business explainers, social media promotional videos, telephone answering systems, and staff training videos, and if you want something like that. <laughs> and all it will cost you is a bottle of Macallan 50-year-old. <laughs> Richard, um, there must have been a, a book or, or, or a course which really started you to understand and, and get you into the, into the, the voicing, voiceover um, uh, way of thinking. What, what was it that really drew you into this life? I have been enamored with voiceover in cartoons since I was a child, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, but I didn't understand what it was at the time. I just knew I loved all the voices, uh, you know, Mel Blanc and his 300 characters yeah, from the Looney yeah. Tunes, you know, and the Hanna-Barbera and all of those from way back in the 1600s or whenever it was I was born. Um And as I got older, I understood what was going on. And as an actor... In film and television, I started to look at ways to get in. And before COVID, everything was done in studio. You had to travel to the studio to record. Mm -hmm. There was no such thing as a home studio for the vast majority. There were a few artists who had their own studios, but not, not the vast majority. And getting in was extremely expensive. Demos were expensive. Training was expensive. And it just wasn't something I, I, put my focus on um, at that point, although I still had the, the the pathway open. And then in 2019, I met a fellow who was a voice actor for an animated television series, and he and I got chatting, and I discovered he had a studio in the hometown that I lived in, and he was doing courses. So I went in and did some studying with him, did my first demo, and then started looking for other voice coaches and uh, uh, other training that I could get and found some fabulous stuff. And I've trained with some of the top voiceover artists in North America and in the UK um, over the past five years. I started doing it professionally three years ago, uh, and I've done reasonably well for the first three years. It's a long game. It's not something where you go sure. and pick up a microphone and say, tomorrow I'm going to make a million dollars. It doesn't work that way. Unless somehow you get really, really, really lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that would be the story of actors as well, wouldn't it? Exactly. Exactly. And uh, one of the main things I do, almost 80% of my time is spent marketing. Yeah, of course. Um, Marketing myself to various um, production companies and video videographers and, and, you know, e-learning companies and medical companies and everything else. And uh, I had to create a brand which the first one we created didn't work for me as well as I had thought it might so about a year in we changed it to the voice acting magic which it is now we changed the colors we changed the logo we changed everything and that has proven to be very very beneficial to me and I also have a secondary website that is only my medic uh, medical narration stuff and that's yourmedicalnarration.com uh, and that's a very different branding from what my voice acting magic is, because for commercials and animation and all of that stuff, it tends to be a lighter brand. But for the voice act, uh, for the um, medical narration, it, it's a more professional, professional brand and professional looking website. Do you know, I think that's a really important lesson there, uh, Richard. I'm, I'm going to sort of hijack it a little bit and just sort of talk about that. But that's a really important lesson. I think a lot of business owners tend to to miss, which is. You know, they don't think about the problem that their customer has. And for you, you were thinking about the medical narration, which is, 
you know, it's a serious problem. It's somebody who doesn't want to think about cartoons because that they're not, they're not, that's not their problem. They're trying to get across a very serious, heavy mm-hmm. subject. And so reaching out to them with the wrong message or reaching out to them with the wrong solution, which is what you were doing is not, it's not helpful. It's counterproductive, yeah. isn't it? And, and yeah. you had to adapt your message to help them understand how you can help them solve their problem. One of the first things that I discussed with my medical narration coaches uh, was a change in branding for medical narration. Yeah. Um, it was al- almost even before we started doing any work on pronunciation and delivery and telling the story and finding the story. It was you need a different brand. Yeah, interesting. And oh, that's it, really interesting. It's worked well. Uh, just before we come to my final question, I just want to give you a chance to highlight one other particular skill that you've got, which uh, for those people that are currently watching, um, rather than just listening to this, you have a certain look. Shall we say that you have a certain look, which uh, combined with a, a slightly redder suit uh, would perhaps um, go down well at a particular time of the year. That's something that I think you must you must enjoy doing. <laughs> and Stuart, I can tell you, you're on the nice list with just a little bit of naughty. <laughs> That's where I like to be, Richard. That's exactly where I like to be. Yes, I do. I've done. Well, I've played Santa professionally for 35 years, but it's actually in my blood. Uh, the very first acting gig I had was a recitation of the poem "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Oh, fantastic! At the age of three years old. Oh, fantastic! And we have we we this year discovered a photograph of me in one of my mother's albums, at ten years old, dressed in a Santa suit, handing out Christmas gifts on Christmas morning. <laughs> so it's it's been in my blood my entire life. Do you know, do you know, I would never have guessed a ten year old could develop such a such an impressive beard. But so well done, Richard, for keeping it that long. <laughs> and you're and only twelve now, so that's pretty impressive. Well, I'm actually 1612 as of Christmas Day, but um, I've really enjoyed that aspect of of my career, as I have enjoyed all my all the aspects of my careers. I think I'm on number 13 now or 14. Um, And since COVID has started, it's been really wonderful because I've been able to do virtual visits all over the world. Uh, New Zealand, Australia, South America, North America, the UK and Europe. And uh, I've. Two years ago, I started doing video Christmas cards where I would talk to the client, find out what it is they wanted Santa Claus to say as a greeting. Then we record it and they can do whatever they want with it. Post it on the Internet, put it on YouTube, send it out as a link or send it out as a video or whatever to whoever, whoever and how many people they want to do it. And it's gone over very, very well with the clients. So that's fantastic. That's absolutely brilliant. I love it. I love it. Uh, Richard, you know, we're coming to the end of this because I don't want to take up any of your really valuable time when you've got marketing to go and do. Uh, but uh, tell me, there must be one question that you currently are thinking, I wish you'd asked me about such and such. And um, so I'm going to give you the opportunity to tell me the question I should have asked you. And then when you've asked the question, you better answer it. Otherwise, none of us will will sleep tonight as we wonder what it is you would have said. Well, one of the big things that's in the mind of pretty much every voice actor right now is AI speech or text to speech. Mm. Uh, it's, it's a really difficult situation that's, that's starting to poke its head up. And one of our voice actors actually had her voice stolen by TikTok. Wow. Um, a, a couple of years ago and there was a huge outcry from the voiceover community and she actually filed a lawsuit against TikTok wow. and, and won. 
Um, so there's, there's a lot of stuff happening right now with AI. Um, a lot of companies are trying to put text to speech together because it's cheaper, mm-hmm. quote unquote, than hiring a voice actor. But what we try and educate the clients to is that by having a real voice, you are investing in your project, not just making an expense. Because it does improve. Um, if I hear, and even before I became a voice actor, if I hear artificial voices, I just tone out almost immediately. But we can bring the emotion, we can bring uh, passion, we can bring all kinds of nuances to a script that AI can't. Richard, that is fascinating. I, I join a group of um, uh, academics and uh, senior business level uh, advisors um, most most Fridays uh, for what we call our Friday coffee. And, you know, for the last uh, four weeks now, um, despite everything that's going on, I mean, we've got we've got one UN ambassador as part of the group and several professors of universities. Every single one of them was bringing up how AI is affecting their mm-hmm. uh, their, 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 their 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 industry at the moment and the impact of AI. And do you know the one thing that seems to be coming through on all of it is the fact that we have to remember that as humans, we still have got unique capabilities yep. and unique characteristics computers still don't have. And maybe they will start to develop some of it. But the thing is, we still have our humanity and we should learn to work with our humanity rather than sort of kicking back against the computer. So emphasize the positive of being a human, I guess, mm-hmm. is the message behind that, isn't it? I actually did a script um, two days ago. No, Friday it was. Um, and part of the one statement in the script, which is stuck in my head, is that AI will replace 800 million jobs by 2030. And I, I have a sneaking suspicion that's a conservative estimate, the way things are going. Um, but it, it's going to be a very interesting few years as we go through that and realize what AI can do and what we still need humans to do. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, it's it's just going to be a, an interesting time, a difficult time for a lot of people, but an interesting one. I will only say, having heard a video uh, posted um, recently that I was very interested in watching, um, the voice that was behind it was very obviously robotic quite quickly. Um, the emotion was missing from the narration of what was a really interesting topic. And I was very quickly turned off from listening to the video because I was distracted by the rather robotic and cold voice. And had it had a human being narrated with the warmth that you can bring with the interest, with rise and fall of the voice and all the intonation, I might have actually stayed with that video to the end. But unfortunately, I clicked off in about 28 seconds and that, I'm afraid, probably defeated the object of the person that put that video together in order to try and save a few pennies. And, yeah, I didn't get to the end of the message and didn't take in what they were trying to teach me. So, you know, um, there are still very large numbers of people out there who I hope are taking yeah. that on board and thinking about that before they start to turn away from human beings and what they can bring to their video production. I am a robot from the satellites surrounding the Earth at the moment, and I am asking you to please listen to human voices rather than me. Interestingly, even trying to sound like a robot, Richard, you failed miserably and still sounded like a human being, which is just just the message we wanted. Brilliant. Richard, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. 
I really do think, um, you know, you, you could not do better than go to uh, voiceactingmagic.com. That's voiceactingmagic.com and listen to some of the great uh, accents that uh, Richard puts across on there. They really are quite fantastic. And uh, if you need, if you need somebody to come and visit you in your home, uh, come, ar- come around November, December, uh, and you would like uh, somebody to give you a special message, uh, here's the man to come and contact you because he does a really wonderful uh, sideline in helping you to still believe, uh, you know, I'm, I have now passed the threshold when I shouldn't believe. Uh, and he, it, it's, it's quite difficult to believe that he's not the real man. So, Richard, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. I really appreciate it. It's been my pleasure, my friend. I'm so happy you invited me to join you today. Yeah. And if you would like to get onto our uh, mailing list so that you see uh, an email that comes out most uh, Mondays and Tuesdays that lets you know who's going to be with us on It's Not Rocket Science, five questions over copy this week. This is the link to go to, which is HTTPS colon slash slash TCA.FYI, TCA.FYI forward slash subscribe. Get onto the list. Come and find out who you're going to be listening to this week and join us live on the recording. Richard, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us. Much appreciated. I'll let you get back to your day job now of making people happy with the voices you produce. It has truly been a pleasure, Stuart. Thank you so much for the invitation. It's wonderful to hear those voices. It really is.